Welcome to the Barnacle Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we jump into things, uh, we want to ask you to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And we would also like to beg you to please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use that lets you give ratings. Uh, also, tell your friends about the show. I'm sure they'll love it. All right, let's move into it. Today, we are talking about Daredevil Season 2, Episode 6, Regrets Only, which originally premiered on March 18th, 2016. And, as usual, here's our custom-made summary. Matt and Elektra defeat the Yakuza, and they go out for food. Matt makes a deal with her that if she helps to get the info about Roxxon, he she will leave the city. Later, Matt, Karen, and Foggy find out that Frank will not get a fair trial, and possibly get the death penalty, so they offer to represent him. Frank accepts and pleads not guilty against Foggy's counsel. While that is happening, Elektra calls Matt and they infiltrate a Roxxon party and steal some of their secrets. Finally, Matt returns home to be informed by Foggy that Frank's trial has been fast-tracked to next week. Okay, 37 seconds. Nice. Yeah, you balanced out what I did last week. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so let's start off with our fast facts. On your left. Uh Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? Um, I thought I had one, but when I looked into it, I realized it's nothing. So I have zero. All right. Well, I have two more than you do. Woohoo. So first we have um, the police report about uh, Frank's family, or the fake one about Frank's family, is police report 211 nine four or nine seven four which was a reference to uh, the punisher's first appearance on february 1st 1974 oh cool yeah and then the second one is um the rock song accountant stan gibson who's played by john pierkis um looking for some nerdy connections here uh have you ever watched the tick the new one on amazon oh yeah Uh uh-huh yeah, he plays uh, Dr. Karazimov, the guy who created the tick suit and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yep. Uh, is that something that they get into in like season two or three? Because I've only watched season one on Amazon. Um, I haven't watched any of this. I just saw it on IMDb. I've never watched <laughs> the tick. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And yeah, that's, that's all the fast facts I have. So this time it went really fast. Okay. <laughs> um. So let's uh move on to our heroes. Um. I guess Matt and Frank. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero, like a for real superhero. Which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... I choose to run toward my problems and not away from them. That's what. Because that's what heroes do. Yeah, I, okay, so we're, we're counting Castle as a as a hero now? I mean, I guess. I, okay. We can't, I, I don't know. Should we keep shifting him? Is he just a guy in the chair or more like a guy strapped to the bed? I, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, uh, I, yeah, I guess we'll shift him. 
We, we should I probably mean, do that per episode, a... for depending on the characters. Yeah, I feel like he's a protagonist now. Like, we're seeing it from his point of view, and they're on the same side-ish. Okay, alright, that works for me. They're yeah. they're teaming up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Alright, who do we want to start with? Uh, let's start with Castle. Alright, go ahead. Unless um, you don't have anything. <laughs> I, you know, I really didn't. Um, I, I, I've got a couple of things. Um, I guess mostly like kind of questions. Um, so the first question: What does he have against Da Reyes? So when, um, when they were like telling him, uh, "Hey, all you have to do is all, all you have to say is I am guilty," and then it comes to the moment and he doesn't, and he says, "No, I plead not guilty." Um, and because it looked like he was really sticking it to Reyes, like that was the thing. That was what Foggy said. Mm-hmm. Um, why was it? Was it because he wants it to go to trial to try and get more info about his family, about what really happened, or is there more to it? I feel like that's exactly what it is. I didn't read it as sticking it to Dida Reyes, but I did read it as him trying to get it all out in the public and um, try and get more info about his family. But it would make sense if Reyes was part of the cover-up, especially since it happened in New York. She would okay. be part of that cover-up. Okay, got it. So so maybe part of his, his thinking is if that stuff gets out, then he will get himself out of prison or whatever and then figure out who to go after next. Yes, I think so. Okay, all right. Well, that that works. Cool. All right, I'll, I'll take that that assumption. Cool. Or at least the people can't hide if it gets out of the public that the... um that his family's murder was covered up. Okay. Because I don't think he cares about getting out of prison at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was fine dying, like, as long as he just got revenge for his family. Like, that's kind of what it seemed like. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That's actually the only note I had about Frank, too, is him going non-guilty. <laughs> um, a little bit more with Karen, but we'll, I'm holding that off until we talk about her. And the scoring okay. characters. Mm-hmm. Um, we also a little bit about Matt. Um, he does know that the Yakuza are a big Japanese organization. That you didn't think they'd leave, um, New York forever, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He he also like he makes it sound like he himself specifically is the one who got rid of the Yakuza back in season one. Um, did, what did he do? Like, because there, there was that time where he almost died fighting that one guy. Mm-hmm. And well, was he there killed more? Nobu twice? Right. I'm trying to remember tw- twice. I... Yeah, he he got burned up and then he came back. I don't know if oh, he yeah. died the second time. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. He did. Um, I think I'm pretty sure he died twice. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay all right yeah that's uh, i'll take it I, I assume that's probably how that went yeah. down it, yeah. it's been a while right now, now no, we you, can't remember season one like everything you, else <laughs> you defeat the bad guy you defeat the head of the yakuza then they're just gone they're not like hydra where another one takes a spot in this case they're just like all right well we gotta leave exactly okay all right okay anyway um, also, he kicked the Yakuza, if he kicked the Yakuza out, he kicked him out of Hell's Kitchen. New York is bigger than just Hell's Kitchen, although he keeps forgetting that. <laughs> they they went to a staging area a block away. Yep. <laughs> Hell's, Hell's Kitchen is 16 blocks, they went 17 blocks away, they're safe. 
Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So something I kind of wanted to bring up about Matt Murdock specifically, um, mm-hmm. not exactly Daredevil, but yeah, same same thing. Um, so when they decide to actually go to Frank Castle and ask him, "Hey, uh, would you like it if we defended you instead of the court appointed person?" Um, mm-hmm. So Matt has the whole line. He says, uh, um, "You know, we we don't want your money. Uh, we just, you know, we we kind of want to get our own revenge on the DA because." of all this other stuff that's been going on. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like he could have said something like, you know, we won't charge much, pay us what little you can, something like that. Right. <laughs> Maybe that one's a little bit better instead of saying, Hey, uh, we, we aren't going to charge you anything. Um, and we're just going to cross our fingers that we don't go out of business before your court date. I know. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Matt, take someone's money. Anybody, yes. you can't you can't live on bananas alone. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I know that they are kind of flush with cash after um, Electra oh, yeah. gave them money, um, and I guess they're keeping it, even though Matt said that they weren't going to, but they decided to anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess they're probably fine for a little while, but um, yeah, all right, yeah, just uh, like. I they have no business sense. They they really should hire a business person. I feel no because if they had business sense, they would um defend guilty people. Because that's where the money is. They they can get some money. It doesn't have to be zero. <laughs> like, no, it's baked goods or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Is, is that how they pay their rent too for that that room? I'm sure it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> they pay it in in watermelon. All right, watermelon's pretty good, so yeah, that might work. They've got a shot. That's true, <laughs> especially since they're getting off the hottest summer of New York's history ever. Oh, that's right. That's that's how the season started two days yep. ago, or however yep. it was in in the show. They haven't referenced it since that first episode, but whatever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. uh. Um. So we've talked a lot throughout every mention of Daredevil about the comparisons with Batman, right? Uh-huh. Um, do you think if someone went through the crime or through the justice system and was convicted guilty and given the death penalty, since it's justice, would he care if they died? Hmm. Okay, so... That's, that's Matt's yeah. big problem. Yeah, that's true. That's that's him specifically. Um, I mean, he seems pretty f- much against death in general. The death penalty, like, I mean, from a legal perspective, when that guy was talking about it, like, if he was going to be sent to what was it, Delaware or whatever, uh, where yeah. the death penalty is a thing that they could do, like, you know, it was all around legal. So, yeah, I, I. I think that's probably just a thing he disagrees with legally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's moral for for Daredevil for Matt because of his Catholic upbringing. Uh-huh. I mean, all death is wrong, which yeah. you know, fair. Um, but like Batman, this is one of their main differences. Is if I think if Batman got Joker convicted and Gotham had death penalty, which apparently they don't, uh, well. It's also <laughs> iffy about like insane people killing them. 
Um, but if someone got convicted and got the death penalty, I don't think he'd have a problem with it. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, how, God, how has no one been um, <laughs> sent to the chair yet? Like, Bane, specifically, is like a genius in uh, the comics as a character, mm-hmm. and he loses to Batman every so often, at least one in every three times. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and he's, like, super murdered a lot of people also. Yeah. Like, he, he's a pretty bad one. Um. Yeah, but they go all go into the asylum, or at least um vast majority of them. Um. And there is a big thing. I mean, I don't know too much about it, but there is a big thing about um killing people with mental disabilities. That's true. Yeah. Um. Which I don't know if being a super evil genius is a mental disability. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, maybe not disability, but it's, eh, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, one of the two. I, I do <laughs> recommend, although I'm not sure if they ever get into this, because I've only listened, listened to maybe like eight or ten episodes. Mm-hmm. There's a podcast called The Arkham Tapes, where she watches, um, Batman the Animated Series, and this clinical psychologist watches the Batman the Animated Series and, like, diagnoses the characters and how they would be treated and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's I good. It's, that, yeah. yeah, I really enjoy it. It's just I feel like I need to rewatch Batman the Animated Series again. Which is a, like, it's a good excuse to do that. Yeah, I need to buy it because I'm not subscribing to DC Universe. I can't afford another <laughs> streaming service. <laughs> uh, oh, are those not on? Oh, what did I watch them on? Amazon? They're not on Amazon. They anymore? they they were as soon as DC Universe opened up, they took them off every stre- other streaming site because they were on Netflix. I mean, even before Amazon, they were on Netflix for a while too. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah. All right. Yep. I could just drop the like sixty bucks and buy them all on Blu-ray, which I might. I saw them at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good show. Like. It is a really good show. Yeah, it's 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 not a bad one to own. <laughs> like, yeah, I like uh, all all those old DC animated the the Justice League and the Batman or Superman animated series. Oh and, yeah, those uh, were Batman great. Beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, going back to your question, I don't know what Batman would do in, in that case. I I feel like it has to have come up in the comics over the decades. Yeah. So I'm sure there's an actual answer. Yeah, I'm sure it came up in some other place other than Batman v Superman, where they don't go to death penalty, but Batman brands him, so they do get killed. <laughs> that, ah, oh, God, that was so stupid. All right, yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, moving on. Are we done with our <laughs> heroes? Yeah, I'm. I'm good with that. <laughs> All right, going on to our villains. I ask you, to what end? Dread it, run from it, destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Kneel before me. I said... (laughs) 
Do you have anything about our villains? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I, I mean, I, the only thing I had was something for the Punisher, but I moved that up to Heroes. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, I did think about how the complete lack of respect Electra has for Matt's life. <laughs> Just like, oh, the car's here. Drop everything. Oh, here's, I don't know. What's a lot of money to them? $75? <laughs> and a suit. I think she bought him the suit. Yeah, that's a nice bow tie. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that That's it. I do have more about them in like their infiltration, but I put that in their powers up part. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Then we'll move on to the guy in the chair. So... Mm-hmm. Supporting characters. Guy in the chair. Don't do anything stupid until I get back. How can I? Taking all the stupid with you. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Karen and Foggy mostly. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much it. So what have you got for yeah. Um, just another, like, we talked about this before with Grotto, but Karen has this uncanny ability to, like, find the good in broken people, I guess you would say. Just, like, with Frank and Grotto, and she just has this real soft spot for these criminals who were kind of forced into it. Or at least that's how she sees it. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm sure, like... I'm trying to think of a, a a known example that we have in the MCU, right? So, like, if there was this this person who you know goes around thinking of themselves as like a god or something, <laughs> and they like sent an army of aliens to attack New York, like she she would probably like be like, oh, but I'm sure he was um, forced to do it by I don't know some other alien or something, right? Hey, uh-huh. is Karen? The Alicia of the MCU? <laughs> Maybe. At, at a minimum of the Daredevil cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, if anyone doesn't know who we're talking about, suffer through our first like three dozen episodes. <laughs> yeah. Oh we got more than that. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know how many up until Ultron? Yeah, it was Ultron was their last episodes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I, God, I, I remember watching this episode and thinking, like, like how far things also go with like her character and this kind of stuff mm-hmm. a little bit later. And honestly, it doesn't get like crazy or anything. But um, you know, like she seems to really be going down that very specific path of uh, like, no, he, there, there's probably some, some good. He can be okay, right? Everyone yeah. has had a bad past. And I yeah, kind of wonder that's if true. that's it, actually. Like, we, we do find out more of her backstory in season three. And, like, you know, she's mm-hmm. she's had a history with some things. Um, I kind of wonder if it's that. Like, her just, I don't want to say projecting, I... but, like, recognizing it. Well, I feel like it's, I think I talked about this either, I think, two, episodes, two or three episodes ago, where she wants to find the good in other people to redeem herself. Because of what happened with Wesley, her killing Wesley, and other stuff that we're not going to get into. Oh, yeah, that's right. I always forget she killed him. Yeah. <laughs> See, I liked Wesley. I thought he was a very interesting character. Him and Owsley. Just the two Lees. 
<laughs> Wesley and Owsley were my favorite like villain people in the first season. Yeah, I didn't really care much for Owsley. Like, just he he didn't <laughs> pop out to me. But uh, uh, yeah, Wesley was he, he was interesting. Uh-huh. It was mostly Owsley's sarcasm for me. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's that's understandable. Yeah. All, right. All right. Um. Also, um, moving on to Foggy. Unless you have anything else for Karen. Nope that that was it. All my little bit of input there. Yeah. Another um, another in uh moment of Foggy's like super lawyering. He out lawyers the DA getting from stopping the extradition to Delaware and also getting um Frank from three life sentences to one with a chance of parole in 25 years. And that's pretty good when you're going up against the DA of New York. Yeah, who like also has it out against you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, the the lawyering down from 3 to 1 life sentence, um that was all done off screen. So yeah. not sure like how great of a job. I mean, yes, he it, it's pretty cool doing that. Um, considering the amount of murders they were planning on him, um, I'm surprised it was only three life sentences. What was <laughs> yeah. it like thirty some odd cases, um, or something? Yeah, I, I honestly was, but... I don't know how it works. I mean, is are any of those like mass murders, and maybe they're counted as one crime? Or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, I have no idea. I, I'm under the assumption that a single murder is a single life sentence, uh, but I also don't know how that works. Uh, maybe it's different in New York. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. So, but yeah, when when he got to the point of like, uh, when we see him actually doing that verbally, like, yeah, there you go. Um, like, which for the most part is like just remembering laws and linking things together. But like, he did it so well, and he was very eloquent with it too like so cool yeah yeah it's a lawyer. yeah exactly it's rare to root for a lawyer so yeah that's true i mean mm-hmm. it, it actually probably isn't there are like thousands of episodes of law and order i just <laughs> haven't watched them <laughs> that's true i've seen like two or three yeah so yeah no i mean there there are good lawyers but mm-hmm yeah. Uh, attorneys, sorry, I always forget. There's a difference between lawyer and attorney. Yeah. Is there? What's the difference? Yes. Um, an attorney is someone who practices law. So, like, if you're in trial, the person defending you or trying to pin something on you uh, is an attorney. A lawyer is uh, research in law stuff. So, like, if you work at a law firm and you don't do anything with court stuff, but, like, someone else is like, hey, uh, help us with this case. We need this info. Like, you would be a lawyer for that. Interesting. Okay, and, and I'm I'm probably a little bit wrong on some of the specifics, but that 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 is the difference, um, and that's why, um, and actually we saw in this episode where, uh, Matt was introducing himself to I forget who, but he said attorneys. He was he was specific about that, so they do say it right in the show. Oh, all right, yeah, uh, avocado at law probably means attorney at law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, maybe not in the U.S. I'm thinking Canada, uh, possibly Iceland. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Iceland people in Iceland don't know what an avocado is. <laughs> I mean, it might be like this mythical superfruit that they keep hearing of. Yeah, it goes like, great on toast. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I've actually never had avocado toast, though I hear good things and terrible things. Eh, yeah, depends on how you eat it, but yeah. 
Well, mostly terrible things from people who just hate millennials. Yeah, that's I, fair. I, I don't understand. I've never understood why, like, of all the things, like, people complain about millennials all the time, our generation. Mm-hmm. Why is avocado toast the thing they cling on to? <laughs> I feel like it's pretty inoffensive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. 100% inoffensive. <laughs> <sighs> I, but again, I, I I'm think... a millennial, so maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, well, anytime... I'm not seeing something. <laughs> well, anytime I see people hating on millennials, it's... Mm-hmm. um. It's always from the perspective of like we dislike them because they're different from us, and yes, um, they don't like avocado toast as a breakfast food because they didn't think of it, even though it's been around for decades. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not you know pancakes or um, waffles or bacon. I don't yeah. know what other breakfast food exists. No nope. orange juice. Mm. It's definitely not that cereal. Yep, it's not cereal. Yeah. So that's all I have with our guys in the chair and avocado toast. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, in that case, let's take a quick uh, ad break, and then we'll move mm-hmm. on. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. So, uh, Tony... Um, I want you to think about the last time that you had to break into a building. Now, I'm going to make some assumptions of what you did. Um, okay. Here are three of them. One, you were dressed in all black. No. Two, you went at night. Nope. And three, lastly, most importantly, you put their video system on a loop. Also not true. All right. So uh, I'm assuming that given that everything here was 100% correct of how you <laughs> broke into that building... Um, as a business owner out there listening, you may be thinking, how can you protect yourselves against such a foolproof plan? And that is where this week's sponsor comes in, Yaku Defense. Um, oh, wow, I did not finish writing this ad. Oh, no. <laughs> Remember, that's Yaku Defense. They put the defense in not Yakuza. <laughs> Good punchline. <laughs> Whoops. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. So powers. Uh, that's the next thing. We <laughs> let's, let's move past this mistake. Um. So I'll tell you about the last time I broke into a house. <laughs> okay. Um. Was this yours or like a family member's? Nope. Oh. Okay. All right. Let me hear this. My, uh, no. My, story. No. It's okay. My dad's a real estate agent. And he once locked the keys of the house he was um he was going to show inside the house, <laughs> and I was there. This I was like seventeen. I was there helping him set up something, and he realized he locked the keys, so we had to break into the house in broad daylight <laughs> to get the keys. <laughs> oh, uh, did you did you just like shimmy the lock or something, or did you? Yeah. Break a well, we we um popped a back window lock with like with a screwdriver because it looked weak and then my dad got some i don't know he went to the hardware store and he fixed it before he showed it off this <laughs> was <laughs> like what 13 years ago okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah i haven't had uh, to no i haven't had to break into a house since <laughs> okay that's good that's 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 a nice thing to be able to say yeah <laughs> haven't had to break into a house since the last time 
This <laughs> the last time. Yeah. All right. The powers and abilities and landings and action. Their abilities? He's got increased metabolism and improved thermal homeostasis. Her thing is neuroelectric interfacing, telekinesis, mental manipulation. He's fast and she's weird. That thing does not obey the laws of physics at all. Okay, look, the city is flying. We're fighting an army of robots. And I have a bow and arrow. So, um, we start off this episode with a ninja fight. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I mean, they're Yakuza. You have machine guns, but when gu- bullets don't work, they start fighting with their fists. So they're essentially ninjas. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good backup plan, right? Like, oh, obviously this isn't working. I'll go to plan B. So th- that's smart. It's it's good thinking on their part. Yeah. I, I do question, because they are supposedly Yakuza, right? Uh-huh. And do, are the Yakuza known for also being good at martial arts? Or is this a racial stereotype that I know so little about that, <laughs> that just, I don't know whether it's true or not? <laughs> um, I have no idea. <laughs> Um, I feel like every time I see the Yakuza in like some kind of movie or TV show, mm-hmm. it also might just be a racial stereotype. I have exactly. No idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um. Huh. <laughs> I mean, okay. This is where I'm, this is the only thing I'm going to go with that I could assume is part partially correct. Mm-hmm. Um. Even in gangs here in the U.S., right? Like in you know other places too. And again, I'm getting this mostly from TV. Um, you know, they end up fighting hand to hand. Yeah, they use their guns, but you know when you've got the you're talking about you know the big strong people, whatever. Like they fight hand to hand also when they have yeah. to. Um, so maybe it's like that for uh, the yakuza. And given that their culture is um, there's a decent part of their culture that is. Um, you know, martial arts related. Um, maybe that's just a thing that they do. I I don't know. Like that's literally me just grasping at straws. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it very well might just be complete racial stereotyping, which yeah. would make sense. I I do. It does remind me of. Um, have you ever seen the Eighth Doctor Doctor Who movie when they tried to bring back Doctor Who in the nineties? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about, but no, I have not seen it. Uh, um. Well, I have it on DVD if you ever want to watch it. But Ooh, I do. Um, <laughs> he shows up in 1999, so it's three years in the future from where the episode was made. It was in May 96. Um, mm-hmm. The Seventh Doctor arrives to a gang fight in San Francisco. You know all those gangs. And um, <laughs> there's a Chinese gang in Chinatown. And they, they end up like shooting guns. They miss. And then they fight the other guys with karate. I feel like that's a stereotype <laughs> because there are one... American children who are just happen to be Asian and are really good at karate. <laughs> that one probably was a stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> so I also... thought you were going to say like he shows up um, and he sees a gang and they stab him and then he becomes the eighth doctor. I, I thought that's how you were. <laughs> well, he, he actually, that. he gets, he gets, nin- okay. So they're, they're chasing off another guy. They're chasing out another I guess, for lack of a better term, another Chinatown resident, another Asian kid. Okay. And the TARDIS shows up. Sylvester McCoy, the Seventh Doctor, walks out. Then they shoot the Seventh Doctor. The Seventh Doctor dies. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. 
and then the kid survives. They realize they're out of bullets. Cause, okay, the TARDIS arrives, and they decide they need to shoot it. Because <laughs> that's what you do when the blue box material lies out of nowhere. And then the kid's still alive, so they start doing um, ninja moves against him. <laughs> or karate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. It's yeah. a weird movie. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it was made in the 90s, you said, so. Okay. Yes. Right. I, I mean... It's a weird movie. I love The Eighth Doctor because of audio stories, but that's a weird start. I understand why they didn't pick that show up because <laughs> it was supposed to be a backdoor pilot. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was a uh, because it was like, I mean, it was a movie straight to TV, oh, and then they were gonna, like, yeah. yeah, it was on Fox, Fox yeah. in America, where no one has any backstory for Doctor Who, and they start with the Seventh Doctor regenerating. <laughs> okay, it's well, weird. this was. You said 96, I guess, is when it came out? Yes. Okay. Well, the, um, the X-Files was pretty big back then. Um, well, yeah, I think that's what they were doing. You know there was an X-Men made-for-TV movie that they put on Fox also? <laughs> no. God, what's it called? Oh, do we have to review that someday? Oh, that's one if of I could specials. find it, I would love to see it. Oh, okay. Uh, let me see. X-Men made-for-TV <laughs> movie. It's called Generation X, February 20th, 1996. Okay, uh, I wasn't going to guess that name correctly, but X was definitely going to be in the title. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, Possibly Jubilee or something. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? Yeah. Stars Jubilee, you know, the fireworks X-Men. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the Ninja Fight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That. We're not sure it's a racial stereotype or not. <laughs> Uh, forgot we were also, actually somewhere with that. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, my point was I like there's something about seeing people who we know team up a lot in the comics teaming up in the movies or the TV shows. That's really satisfying. Um, like Cap and Bucky. I'm making list. Cap and Bucky, Rocket and Groot, Cap and Falcon, Batman and Catwoman, Cap and Thor. All great teams. <laughs> Cap is just so friendly. He is. He's always there to help. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, I don't like I don't like uh, Dark Knight Rises that much. But I did like the when Catwoman and Batman teamed up in the sewers. I thought that was a good scene. Okay. I honestly like I I've only seen that movie once, and I was actually thinking over the weekend I should watch it again to see if I still hate it, but. Um, yeah, that probably was a good scene. I think I remember a little bit of that. That stuff. Mm -hmm. but, okay. I, I feel like I'm gonna rewatch the Batman Begins trilogy or the Dark Knight trilogy, is what they call it. Okay. Just, just I feel like it's a pretty much of a downer though, so I'm not sure if I really want to sit down and watch all three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can watch the first two and then decide if you want to go back the next day or so and do the third one. Yeah, the third one's so long. Oh, how long was it? I feel like it was close to three hours, right? Okay, I, I don't remember. I only saw it once. I mean, I remember thinking it felt like it went on forever, but I, I wasn't sure how long it actually was. Um, well, you know, this is a tangent episode, so I'm looking <laughs> it up. Yeah, that seems fair. Um, I'm going to guess, um, based on what you said, two hours, 42 minutes. You're so close. <sighs> 2.45. Ah, it's exactly <laughs> what you said. Almost no, I said three, three hours. hours. He said oh, okay, <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. I mean, two forty-five. That's that's when you just round it up to three hours. It's true. 
<laughs> it's like closest without going over. <laughs> Only you did go over. So I don't know how to count that. <laughs> nope. Um, so we see another use of uh, Matt's powers is using his... I don't know if it's touch or sound, because he's touching it with the safe to hear the tumblers in the lock, you know, so we can figure out the combination. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, that's a good I feel point. that's touch. He had his hand right there. We just heard it for our effect. <laughs> okay. Probably a combination, but I guess sound travels better through objects, right? Is that how that works? Yeah. So maybe that was easier for it to be uh, more sensitive. True. Okay. And then we get to see Matt also using his blindness to his advantage. You know, <laughs> using, you know, I would go say pretending to be blind and spilling wine, but he's legit blind. He's just pretending <laughs> to be helpless. Yes. Um, that's not the first time he's done that. Like, he he was ready. Like, it came to mind so quickly. Like, he has done that before. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant this is not the first time we've seen him do that. It's like, I don't think we've seen him do that. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure it's the first time we've actually seen it, but. Yeah, maybe he's gotten some business that way, like early on, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was his plan at the party at the beginning of last week's episode when he first meets Electra. I mean, probably if he got caught, which he did by Electra. No, he got caught by <laughs> another guy, right? Like some yeah, it was waiter a, guy. It was a security guard. Yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, that security guard was really on top of things. He was like, "Hey, uh, you've only been out of the kitchen for like three seconds. It's time for you to go." Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if Foggy got caught. Don't know. Probably. Okay. Matt, that's why Foggy doesn't like Electra <laughs> because <laughs> Electra let him get kicked out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, also, so did Matt. I mean, he didn't say anything. Well, yeah. He's like, "Hey, oh, I got Matt, a buddy. Matt couldn't. Okay. Matt couldn't save him." <laughs> It's true. He couldn't try and convince Electra to help. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else for the powers and whatnot? Uh, I want to say I had something in my mind that I forgot to write down, but I'm going to go with no, since I, I can't think of it anymore. So, yeah. Nope. I've, I've got nothing. Alright. So we'll move on to our last random section. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself... 12% credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 months older than you. Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? All right. Um... So I've got one. I'll start with okay. it since I don't think I've had any other real notes. Um, <laughs> one of the things that kind of bothered me about this episode is that the timing of the day and all that is so messed up, this entire episode. So the episode starts, and Daredevil and Electra are fighting the Yakuza at sometime at night, like midnight. Yeah, like 11? Sure. <laughs> yeah, 11 midnight? Like yeah. yeah. And the next scene is them eating breakfast in broad That's daylight. True. So it's uh, like 6 a.m. at the earliest. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, did they, did they have to go somewhere? Did they walk? Uh, did they get rid of bodies? I don't think they got rid of bodies. Uh, no. but, so something happened there. Um, and then the other part was, um, you know, the Nelson and Murdoch team, they go meet with Frank Castle. Um, so when they decide to go meet with, 
with him, it's early morning. Like that's when they first meet the public defender because he's yes he's at the office early, and then right after they kick him out of their office, they're like, "All right, we'll go help him," and then they go. I, I guess maybe they do some prep work, but it seems like they go straight over to um, Castle, and then like a half hour into their meeting, um, the driver shows up and says, "Hey, Matt, uh, I'm your driver." You got to go meet Electra downstairs, and then it's nighttime, and they're getting ready for a gala <laughs> at like That's that true. they said is at seven p.m., which they have to hurry to, so it makes me think it's like six thirty. So the timing of this whole episode is is just weird. Yeah, I feel like it's even later because even if you're trying to infiltrate and you've got a time frame, you want to show fashionably late. You don't want to be on time to a gala. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like you want to all the sure... galas I've been to. Yeah, you, you want to make sure that everyone sees you, uh, no matter how. So that way, you know, you, you do all this work to look really nice, right? Like Electra did. Yep. You know, you want you want to make sure like you're noticed going in. True, very true. Um, the only part note I have for this section is this is the beginning of Matt's triple life, of being daredevil by day, um, attorney. Or, I'm sorry, Daredevil by night, attorney by day, uh, Electra's lapdog by mid-afternoon. <laughs> Is that? I guess I guess that was mid-afternoon. Yeah, okay. Early evening. I mean, as we said, time's all wonky, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that, I mean, that is a big thing for a lot of the rest of the season. Like, he just keeps getting pulled away into these kind of three different lives. I guess too yep. the Electra Daredevil stuff kind of mashes, but for the most part, there's a lot of that that happening yeah. this season. Well, he was more like a spy in this episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking about spies, let's uh-huh. go to our rating system, where I will say how many um, James Bond style bow ties would you give this episode? <laughs> um, I did like this episode more than the previous one. Because uh, it had some more action, and honestly, mm-hmm. just the the Daredevil Electra team up like that alone, I thought was awesome. Yeah. Um, and seeing them do that for more than once in the episode was pretty cool. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three and a half, three and a half bow ties, or I guess is it like I don't I don't know how to do a bo- half of a bow tie. I guess three full bow ties and the left oh, side of one and the triangle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and a clip on. There you go. Oh, three okay, real bow ties right. and one clip on. Yeah. Um. I, for the same reasons that you give this score, I'm giving it a little lower. Um, I'm giving it a three, even though I did like the team up and I did enjoy the infiltration scenes and the whole thing in the uh, Tamagotchi Tower. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, again, these, this middle is sagging. The middle of this uh, um season is sagging a little bit. So. Hopefully, it, I I know it does pick up eventually. I just don't know how many episodes until it picks up. Yeah, uh, honestly, um, uh, like I'm I'm trying to remember because like the stuff that I remember from this season, uh, other than a little bit with the Punisher, we haven't really gotten to yet. So yeah. like I'm I'm hoping that stuff is as good as I remember. I guess we'll mm-hmm. find out. Yeah, we will. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you ready to wrap it up? Yep, sounds good to me. All right, everyone, um, please join us next time. We will be talking about episode seven of uh, season two of Daredevil, Semper Fidelis. Um, and Semper uh, 
Exactly. Uh, and in the meantime, this was episode six of season two, Regrets Only. Um, so uh, also in the meantime, please follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. Uh, and again, with the whole ratings thing, we'd love ratings on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app where you can uh, give ratings to. Uh, anyway, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. Oh,